When we argue, it's always us against the problem. You're listening to the Dare to be Different podcast, a podcast for people who want to live an extraordinary life. On this week's episode, Joe and Alicia talk about how to fight fair within your marriage. Enjoy. Welcome to the Dare to be Different podcast. My name is Joe and I am here with my favorite co-host, my wife, Alicia. How are you today? You can't call all your co-hosts your favorite. I said Ed is one of one of my favorite people. Okay. You are my favorite person okay. and my favorite co-host. Okay. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to talk about something that is pretty intimate. We're going to talk about how to have a healthy relationship even when you fight. So how much fun is this going to be? <laughs> Hopefully you'll learn something. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so the comment came out, is your, is your life as, as great as you make it seem on your podcast and, and online? And of course the answer is no, it's no. not. <laughs> like we're, we're, we're trying to help people and we're trying to use our experiences to, to you know, help people live an, an exceptional life. But the fact of the matter is we're, we're human. We're real people yeah. and we have a real relationship and we have real problems and real issues. And so sometimes that leads to, we'll call them like heated discussions. Is that, sure, a, is that a great way of putting it? Fighting. <laughs> fighting, <laughs> yes. Call it what it is. And, and I would say, realistically, we probably have, um, I mean, we, we argue very rarely, you know, but um, there's probably, you know, once a month, maybe once every other month where there's a, a, a heated argument. And then there's probably like once a year where we have like a, like a good old fight. You know, again, nothing physical, um, you know, just just to take that off, you know, through <laughs> yeah. this whole thing, you know, physical confrontation is never good. So, you know, um, if you're in a relationship where that is commonplace, go get help. Um, I, I don't know how else to say it, but you should. Yeah, you that's should, never OK. Yeah, you should talk to somebody about that. And that's from both sides. Yeah. But um, but I do think that arguing and fighting is is a normal part of two people learning how to live together. And we've been married for, oh my goodness, we're close to 25 years. Yeah. And so, you know, we've had a lot of experience living together, but we're still learning how, how that works. And, and we're evolving and our relationship is evolving. And so we almost have to relearn that every once in a while. And that's where, you know, arguing and, and be, becoming heated um, helps us in, in some ways. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing to argue. No, I don't think it's ever a bad thing. I think that if you're finding your place in, you know, yourselves in a place of conflict or, you know, debate or whatever, it's it only most of the time sparks from you having strong feelings or passions or whatever about something you're passionate about, something that, you know, draws you to a point of, you know, digging your heels in about what you believe in or whatever. And if we were all complacent and passive in how we feel about every single thing in life, I think that would lead to also pretty boring existence where, you know, fighting is okay sometimes. Like a, an argument is okay to like, not fight, but like debate or discuss is probably where you should aim instead of fighting. Yeah, I mean, no one wants to marry a robot. 
right where it's just like okay whatever you want um that isn't that isn't a relationship so the fact that we don't marry robots means mm -hmm. that you know there are going to be times when we disagree and and i also do want to preface this with you know what we're going to talk about today is normal everyday disagreements so this is stress coming on us in one way or another you know maybe even how to raise our kids you know th things like that big issues um like i i'd mentioned you know physical confrontation you know um uh, addictions um adultery things like that this is not what we're talking about no, those those need that that needs some professional counseling you need help in that relationship to, to help that heal so this is this is just day-to-day -day stuff is what we're going to be talking about today which yeah. i think is most of the people out there you know it's not it's not some some big meteor that comes in and smashes your relationship these are just the the little things that come through um you know financial pressure etc cetera, etc cetera. like right. i don't want to say little things but they're they're not relationship ending type of um type of situations yeah no catastrophic event yeah so i mean for for me you know one of the things that um has happened through you know starting the businesses and, and all of that is that you know some of our our arguments start just because i'm under a tremendous amount of stress and of course every once in a while that that comes home and um so you know that you know work stress you know things like that um for for the people that are you know dealing with their children on a day-to-day -day basis if they're the main caregiver you have things like um you know attitudes from teenagers that can cause issues with um that relationship which then spills over into the marriage you know things things like that um what are what are some things that you've seen through our relationship that um cause cause some some arguments that aren't necessarily you know not huge things but they they cause some some stress um i it's really just life in general like whenever um a lot of times sometimes we tend to argue more when we don't spend enough time with each other um don't spend enough time talking to each other um that sort of thing where it's not really about time spent it's about time not spent you know on concentrating on making our relationships stay at a healthy place um you know and just every day day to day you get busy you know everybody's busy distracted and sometimes whenever your marriage kind of falls to a backseat and not being you know right up front um in your mind or in your heart or you know in your actual what you're actually doing you know in your day-to-day -day and focusing on it um that's that's kind of seems for me when it you know if we look back you know <laughs> it's always you know hindsight and all that but um yeah so that's a, i mean that's a great point where and, and we had been uh told this man early in our relationship where you know number one you have to have date nights you have to have time where it's just you and your spouse where, where you get to go out and just enjoy your time together and catch up and, and all of that stuff. Mainly because, I mean, number one, through the day-to-day, -day, we wanna make sure that we still know our spouse and that, we, right. that we're still, you know, have that line of communication open. But also, eventually, our kids will be gone. Right. You know, they won't be in the house anymore and then it'll just be you and I <laughs> and the dogs staring at each other and going, oh my goodness, it's been 30 years. Do I still know this person? Right. And and so we want, don't want to have to have 
some sort of catch up period where suddenly we're empty nesters and we're like, oh my god, I goodness. don't even like you anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> has your breath always smelled like that? Oh like, my god, <laughs> wow. Um, no, I think that it it is true because you know you, everybody's busy, right? So everybody's gonna always have an excuse of why why I can't. You know, money's tight. I can't afford a sitter, sitter, or you know, I don't have family close, so they can't watch the kids or whatever. Um, you know, we had a lot of kids in a very short amount of time. And so our lives were just a constant, our house is still a, you know, rotating door and people in and out and always something happening. Um, but eventually, you know, that slows down and, um, you know, your kids do move out and then you're left with what do we have in common? Did we ever take time through the years to get to know ourselves well again and to find common things, you know, that we both enjoy doing, um, you know, things that could be a date night or, uh, you know, a lifestyle that, you know, we're outdoorsy people, we hike, we this, you know, whatever it happens to be for you, but to lose your commonality in the business is probably, um, I don't know, a big mistake that is really a huge potential for so many, really all, all of us. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think that as life changes too, I mean, when we first got married, you were, you know, you were the main caregiver. So you stayed home while I was out working. And then as the children got older, you found a career and, you know, different interests that were outside of my circle, which again, puts, it, it doesn't seem like that would put a strain on it, but suddenly life changed. And now you, you have different interests than I have. And so we need to almost like rekindle those in some way or, or find that commonality again, which is, it is, it's really important. And date night doesn't necessarily have to be, we go out to a dinner and a movie. It could be anything to, to your point. You could go hiking, you could go, right. you know, just, uh, you know, just get somebody to watch the kids and just go out and do something together. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, we put the kids to bed, you know, at eight o'clock and we still have, you know, some time where we're still awake and we just you know, go out back and, you know, sit on a swing or have a fire or whatever. But it's like, you know, no, we're not just sitting in front of the TV passing time. We're actually talking to each other, you know, purposeful. So right now, my entire spent. staff that is listening to this is trying to envision me sitting on a swing. Like, <laughs> like Nicholas, what do you think? Is that is that a picture that's he's shaking his head? No, he doesn't think that that's very easy to picture. <laughs> We do have he two swings does, in our backyard. Yes, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the so you know one thing that for me you know and I you know I we need to kind of get into some tips here that that right. we've we've learned through um, through the years that that has helped us to navigate through these arguments and disagreements. But um, you know the one thing to me that that really um, stands out. Uh, is the way that you handle things is that you're very good at understanding sometimes that the problem that we're arguing about isn't necessarily what's the problem, if, if that makes sense. Like that there's something that we are arguing about or that that maybe I have brought up as, as the thing that we're going to argue about that day. <laughs> um, and I can almost see you doing it. You like looking at me and going, that's not what's going on with him. There's something else. There's something deeper. There's something that's stressing him out. There's something that is, you know, wrong um, at work or whatever the case may be. That, um, and again, I I haven't acknowledged it yet to myself, but you can almost see that 
as soon as we, you know, start having this heated discussion. Does it does that ring true with you? I'm sure I've never really introspected my, you know, in the midst of disagreements or whatever what I'm doing. But, you know, I think the um, bigger thing to kind of address and keep at the forefront in those is um, having empathy for what the other person might be experiencing or going through is to try and understand, um, you know, what are they actually going through on a day-to-day, you know, basis in their mind and in their heart and um, in their physical life. You know, maybe they're up way too early and awake way too late at night or, you know, maybe not sleeping well or stresses at work or, you know, these other things. But to try and uh, put yourself in their position and empathize with what their day-to-day looks like because, it doesn't look like mine. Mine looks completely different than yours. And not to say one is worse or one is better or one is harder or one is easier. Um, because I think that that's also a dangerous place to get is when you say what I'm going through is always harder than what you or anyone else around me is going through. You know, I win the hardship prize. You know, that's not, that's not right to do either, but to empathize as the opposite person of, you know, across from your spouse or your, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is, whatever the relationship is in your life, this could be applied to, you know, a parent, a child, you know, anybody around you when you're going through these relationships is that you're empathizing with them, you know, find out, you know, know them well enough to know what they're going through in their daily lives and, and then think about how this could possibly affect what they're feeling or, um, how they're processing things. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that um, we talk about as a staff, you know, when it comes to our customers is their perception is their reality. It doesn't matter if it's, if we feel that it's true or not true, how they perceive something is their truth. And it's the same thing with with us. You know, um, having trouble with a big business deal um, for me is a really big deal. You know, having the dogs, you know, have diarrhea and throw up all over the house is <laughs> thank god is, that's never happened yes, but. <laughs> but 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 that is equally as stressful in that moment as a, a business deal or something like that and both of those can cause stress internally on the person that has to deal with that issue that doesn't mean that one is more important or less important just understanding that that is a stressor on that person's day is is the important thing yeah we're not the judge on you know well, that would only rate it a two out of 10 on the stress, you know, scale that you've somehow concocted in your own mind and point it, put it on some, applied it to someone else's life. Like, that's just not fair. Right. Um, you can't do that. You know, it, like you said, their, their perception of reality is, is true to them, you know? So, so the first, the, so the first tip is to have empathy. Um, and again, sometimes that's really hard to do in the heat of the moment. But if you can take that step back and say, what is my spouse, my child, whoever, whoever you're having this argument, with, what are they under, like, what is their perception of this? What are they going through? What are the things around them that might be influencing this? And how does that play into this current circumstance? That's a lot to try to digest, but it's really a great first step is to try to do that. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And also just take that minute. You know, sometimes we, um, you know, someone starts a, a, you know, pick at us or whatever with a, you know, an argument or a disagreement or whatever. And your first reaction is bow up, go to war, you know, and that's not, 
um, helpful to anyone. So sometimes it is just, you know, empathize with them and also take that minute before you say something hurtful. Yeah, and and I think that that take the minute. There's a there's a second step to that. So the first is to try to see some from someone else's point of view what's happening in this situation. The second is, what am I am I doing some introspection to understand why I feel this way as well? Because there's definitely times where, you know, I can't, um, and I'm 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 going to make myself sound meaner than I am, but I can't take out my frustrations on the person that deserves them. So again, whether that's a customer, whether that's you know um, some sort of business situation, whether it's an employee, Nicholas, whether it's, <laughs> but unfortunately the people that we love sometimes you know are the only outlet that we have for those frustrations and it's not fair in any way. No, it's not fair. But but you have to, and again, it could be you're mad at the dogs for pooping all, all over the house, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but but sometimes your spouse is the only person that, you know, for better or for worse, that you're comfortable enough, you know, getting those frustrations out on, and you need to understand that before you go into it, where you go, I am really not that upset that they took up two spots in the garage versus the one spot that they should have. You know, that's not what I'm upset about. That's not what I'm angry about. I'm angry about this thing over here, but it's coming out in this way. If we have the the ability to do that in that minute or two before the before it gets too hot, number one, that would probably eliminate a lot of the arguments, but it will also help us through the rest of the, the phases as far as trying to reconcile through this fight. Um, does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think that, um, you know, sometimes it is just about the spot in the parking garage. Sometimes you know, it is, yes. Something you're taking up two spots. Quit being selfish. You know, think about me, you know, or whatever it is, you know. But, um, yeah, sometimes it is about such something much greater than that. And, you know, just have the ability to see see it for what it actually is, you know. So so we get through. We, we take a minute. We do. We try to do some introspection. We try to, to empathize. You know, now let's get into the nuts and bolts of fighting fair. Yeah. So the first thing that is really important to us, and I'm not very good at this um, because it's just the way that my mind works, is to listen without trying to build a case in our minds as we are listening. So for me, I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm the lawyer type of arguer, right? So I'm yes. al- always, as you're, as you're saying something, I'm coming up with the rebuttals and why that's not happening. And it never leads to good things. It doesn't. It's extremely unhealthy um, so far as any progression in your relationship. It, um, I think that when that happens, it, it shuts, um, for me anyway, it shuts me down where I don't want to, I'm, I'm completely walled up and I don't want to continue having any discussions, much less be in the same room. You know, so it's it's mainly not... because I'm such a good arguer that you're like, oh there's God. no possible way I win in this at this point. If we're arguing, no one is winning. <laughs> so there is no winner um, in that sort of situation where, you know, thoughts are escalating and there's a case being built about you and you don't nobody wants that. You know, do you want it for yourself? Like, would you appreciate it if I did it to you? no, then don't do it to someone else. You know, and that's, I think that's, could be said about anything, even the empathy where we're saying, we want someone to be so understanding of what we're going through. You know, I want you to have this heart where you're just so tender for what I'm experiencing in my day to day, but yet we don't want to do it for the other person. 
And, um, you know, that that's very simplistic. You know, we want it. And that's just, a, you know, it's kind of a reflection of how selfish we as humans can be is that, you know, I want everyone around me to be empathetic for what I'm going through and, and to feel these sympathies and these, you know, soft heart towards me. But are you doing it back? You know, and so that's that's also another, you know, part of the introspection that you need to do, like be soft hearted to someone if you want them to be soft hearted towards you, you know? Yeah. So um, so we're, we're listening without building a case. Right. Yeah. So that's that's really, really, really important. And that's again, that's an internal thing. Like you have to you have to purpose not to do that. I have to purpose not to do that where I'm actually going, listen to her. Don't try to rebut in your mind, you know, before it comes out. So the second thing is to get rid of, well, call, I, to me, I call them nonsense words, always and never. Yeah. You, you know, because they, they do nothing but escalate the, they escalate the argument. You know, you saying, you always do this or you never do this. Number one, more than likely they're not true. Right. At one point you have done this or that, you know, you didn't always <laughs> right. do things this one way and you didn't you know never do this certain you know take out the trash or whatever the thing was right you know you never help me right well, of course i help you yeah you know what i mean but maybe you don't feel that i'm being helpful in this situation but you know saying that i never do it or it, it just it just doesn't help the the conversation right your wording does make a big difference in in how the conversation you know or how 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 it can go or how heated it could become you know um you never help me take out the trash can be said this way or hey hon could you take this trash out it would you know, be very that's helpful a totally if you, different thing yeah if you grab one it would mean a lot to me yeah. if you could take this out i'm just really busy right now and we got people coming over in a half an hour could you please take this out for me you know it comes out across a lot better than you never take out the trash, you know, so right. something like that, you know, that's over a really dumb example, but. But dumb examples are it, where a lot yeah. of a lot of arguments start. Right. So um, speaking of your wording, this kind of leads us into the next point, which I, this is, this is one um, that we typically don't play this, you know what I mean? But pushing other people's buttons. Like if you know that a certain subject or something is going to push their buttons, a way that you phrase things, whatever the case may be. If you know that it, that is a hot button, stay the heck away from it. And like I said, right. that isn't something that we really no. play. Um, but I know a lot of other, other couples do, um, that, that's it's almost their go-to. Right. Where it's like, okay, I, here's this one subject, here's this one thing, it's going to get them fired up. Um, you know, you know, just just call her her mom's name. I was gonna say <laughs> that. Was, just um, tell him he's just like his dad. You know, or you know, whatever it is. You know, um, it's just that's not fair. You know, you're bringing in something that doesn't have any place to do with this conversation that you're trying to have. And at the end of the day, your point in having this conversation is, I hope, you know, at the end of the day, to make things better. You know, and so that you're not stuck at this place of feeling frustrated or having to have this argument again or whatever it is, you know, that you're the conversation that you're having at that moment, you know, don't drag stuff in like name calling, um, you know, past transgressions. Aggressions, yeah, you know, like, um, well, 20 years ago you did this, so it wouldn't be surprising if you, you know, whatever, hurt my feelings like this again or something like that. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be compared to the person I was 20 years ago. Hopefully we've matured and evolved, you know, a right. little bit, even 
past the person that we were last week. You know, um, it's just, that's just going to take it to a higher and higher level of argument. So, um, you said if it's getting to that level, it's just, there's no win. Yeah. And and I think that, um, I think it brings up a really good point. When we argue, it's always us against the problem. Um, you you know, we, I, I think that, that, um, man, this has probably been 20 years ago, you know, that, that we, um, came kind of came up with this where it's like, it's you and I against the world. The world's going to throw a bunch of problems at us, you know, financial children, et cetera, et cetera. So the arguments not that, that our children are problems, no, but, but, <laughs> but they create stress. I mean, it, they, it, yeah. you know, children, raising kids stress. is not an easy task. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, loss and, you know, changes and all that stuff. All of these things create stress in, in a relationship. Right. And, and we've made the, the decision that it's you and I against the problem, not you against I, you know, you or you and I against each other. Uh, so that, that actually helps us to eliminate some of the really bad habits, such as bringing up the past, you know, um, hitting those, those hot buttons, you know, calling names, it's stuff just, it just really doesn't happen in, in our, in our fights because they're not constructive. And right. And not that we, you know, got married 25 years ago and just went, you know what, we're really great at this, you know, and in our first two years, we figured everything all out and we're all good to go. No, of course, we're, like I said, we are very human. We do, you know, find ourselves in a place where we might have, you know, a really messy argument where it's not, you know, following these rules or whatever. But this is stuff that we have learned over a pretty long span of time um, and that hopefully they come to the forefront of our minds whenever, you know, we're tempted to name call or whatever the thing may be or build, start building a case or whatever. But hopefully in just having this podcast and having this discussion that it helps someone, Sure, you know, and that the things that we had learned and that we have gone through and the hardships and the things that we had to figure out together, that they actually help us, of course, and anyone else along the way. You know, these are real life experience. We didn't learn this because we had a book that went through, you know, point by point, what do you do when, you know, it's it's just, this is life learned. Sure. And, you know, another thing that, that we that we really took off the table, again, this is a long time ago, when we first, you know, when we first uh, got married and we would have a fight, it was always, fine, we're getting a divorce. Um, and right. we even, again, just to, you know, be completely transparent to our audience, I mean, we were separated for, for quite a while. We were going to get a, a divorce. And when we got back together, and this was a long time ago. It was a really long time ago. Um, so uh, over 20 years ago, my goodness. Yeah. But, you know, when we got back together, we said, this is just off the table. Like, we're not going to throw out the, you know, the, the, the D um, word during a fight. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's not an option, you know? So we, we also don't run from, from fights. So we've never had a situation where we're like, fine, I'm getting divorced and I'm leaving. And then somebody just gets in a car and takes off. Like we were like, no, we're, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're not going to take off. We're, now again, a cool down, you know, taking us, uh, you know, taking a walk or something like that, but it's not like somebody leaves and ha- no one has any idea when they're, they're coming back. Like it's, yeah, you you're not going to disappear fight. for the weekend and we go like, you know, what's going on? Where'd he go? Are we getting divorced? Should I pack up the kids in the house? You know, I don't know what's going on. It, that's a, that's not an option. Um, 
you know, and throwing out things that you don't mean, it, you know, that's just, that's just silly. You sure. know, why would you throw something out that you really actually don't want to have happen? What you do want to have happen is for that argument, that discussion to be resolved. And if that's not your heart at the end of the day, if you don't want to be with that person, you know, then, hey, throw out divorce all you want, you know, but if you truly just want to have a better marriage, then stop talking about getting divorced. You know, just quit it. It's not helpful. It's not helping anyone else. It's not certainly not helping your spouse to build confidence or security within your marriage. So just quit doing it. Yeah. And, and this leads into one thing that we, again, we've for the last 20 some years, we have never gone to bed angry. Now that we has- haven't. That has led to some very late nights, nights. or early mornings. Yes. But we've <laughs> just made it a point that we are going to stay awake until we work this out. Right. I don't want to wake up the next morning, you know, primed for a fight to continue the conversation, which is only given, well, you wake up earlier, so you would have more time to <laughs> think about like, well, this is what I'm going to say. Oh, yeah, you here, know? Here's my case. I got my, the next, yeah, I got, got three hours to repair yeah, before she gets up and eats her cornflakes. <laughs> He has a whole case built against me before my feet even hit the floor in the morning or whatever. But, you know, that's also led to, you know, you kind of would fall asleep and I get like, listen, I'm sorry, I have to wake you up. We're not done here. I don't feel good. I don't feel right about this. Something is like still really unsettled. And, um, you know, you have to wake up. We have to have this conversation. You know, I, I can't do this. I can't lay down next to you or, you know, take off into the living room and, you know, sleep on the couch or, you know, in a spare bedroom because, you know, I'm ticked off at you beyond, you know, sunset. You know, I don't know. It's just, I don't want to wake up and spend two days fighting, you know. Well, like, and I think the things that are unresolved, unresolved conflict, they do nothing but build. So getting it resolved in whatever way that that means uh, is just so important. You just you just have to do it. And and having that deadline of I'm simply not going to go asleep until this conflict is, is resolved. Uh, number one, for me personally, who you know I, I'm I'm an early to bed, early to rise guy. You know, two o'clock starts rolling around, I'm willing to compromise a lot of things that I was standing <laughs> firm on at eight o'clock at night um, at two o'clock in the morning. I'm not quite feeling the same, the same conviction on those topics, but, um, but it also, it just, it just puts an end date on it. It just, and again, not necessarily, Hey, by three o'clock in the morning, we'll be done, but we're going to get more and more time. Like it's going to be done before we, before we, you know, shut our eyes for the night. Yeah. And you know, it, it continues to build the, um, argument and the and the wall between you it just continues to build a wedge if you let it go on too long you know you let it go on for you know well i haven't talked to him for over a week you know the silent treatment or whatever it is um you know or just the the continued build of anger that you were feeling over this you know certain disagreement or whatever the more time that passes the bigger the wedge and the um, more escalated the anger um which is just not it's just not healthy the, uh, the last point that we're going to talk about is um, the one that I've learned, um, and this is the most effective thing for all of the men listening, um, and women, but mostly the men, is to apologize quickly. <laughs> so what, uh, what I've learned is winning the battle and losing the war is absolutely stupid. 
So, you know, trying to win an argument when the end goal is to is to have a good relationship and a good marriage is just stupid. So, you know, to apologize and say, I blew this way out of proportion, meaning that you lost the fight, who in the heck cares? Right. And and sometimes, you know, being that person, that bigger person that can go and say, look, I'm going to acknowledge my side of this, which could be 10% of the fight or it could be 90% of the fight. But at least if you acknowledge that you are being out of line, it just, it clears the air. It just takes, then it gives the other person permission to do exactly the same thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you find yourself in a heated argument, you take, you know, a minute or, you know, some time in between to, you know, cool down or whatever. So you take a walk, you come back to it. And, you know, while you're taking a breather, you realize like, I I don't know why I'm being like this. Like I'm kind of being a jerk, you know, and sometimes we all are, um, you know, and, and I, I've been offensive and I've been rude and, and this, um, this way that I've been going about it was wrong. And um, I shouldn't have, I have no right to feel the way I feel in this instance or whatever it is. And you apologize for it, it does. It breaks down that, um, that climb of anger, you know, with the other person and, you know, hey, listen, I'm sorry, you know, I I don't know what this is all about or why I'm arguing like I am, but, you know, apologize for it. If you're wrong, apologize. You're not, you know, your pride doesn't really mean it's anything all about ego. Yeah. in the midst of a battle with your spouse. You know, if it's the two of you against everybody else, then what better place to be safe and secure and saying I was wrong, you know? I I agree. I think that if if you don't get anything else from this, apologize fast and don't try to win the fight. No one wins a fight. So hanging on to something, even I, I know that there's people that know in their minds that they are in the wrong and they still continue to fight just because they want to quote unquote win. And their definition of winning is wrong. Winning to us is not fighting anymore. Like that's the win. Like getting past this and and having a closer relationship after the fight is the win for us. Not who, you know, who got the other person to apologize first, who got to, you know, have somebody break down in tears or whatever the case may be. That's the win for us is to to be stronger afterwards, not to you know, not to obliterate the other person during the fight. Yeah. I mean, that's the person that you're supposed to love the most, right? And then, you know, some people take that as, you know, in the midst of a fight, how can I hurt them as badly and, you know, with sharp words and, you know, as much as I can in such a short amount of time. And um, there's no honor in that, you know, and what do you want to be known for, you know? Is that, is that how you want your spouse, the one that you are supposed to love the most and take care of the most and and have as, as much honor and appreciation for, is that how you're really going to treat him or her, you know? Completely agree. Now, um, we're almost out of time, but I want to talk about one last thing to everybody out there. If you have children and if you argue, if you fight, um, but you put happy things on Facebook all the time. Um, and you have this, this, um, world that you're trying to portray or, or, you know, this, this family life that you're trying to portray, even though you, you fight behind closed doors, 
you're not doing your children a service. Um, as a matter of fact, I think that you're doing some damage to your children. I think that you need to have conversations with your children when you argue, when you fight, when you reconcile. I think that that's really important that you acknowledge that life isn't all always rainbows and unicorns all the time, um, that, that relationships are sometimes a struggle and they are work. And you need to help your children understand that as well, because they see what happens behind closed doors, but they see this um, view that you're putting out to the world. And those two things don't line up. And number one, your children will lose respect for you because you know they think that you're lying to the outside world. But then the other side of it is they're learning inadvertently to hide the problems in their relationship, to hide what's really going on in their, their life. And I don't think that that's very healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I also don't think that anybody's going to have their Facebook or Instagram posts be, you know, hey, here's a picture of my husband or wife. They're pretty terrible today, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just we mean spent being the, honest hey, with your children. We spent the morning arguing. You know, yes, um, be honest in front of your children. There are certain things that shouldn't be talked about in front of, you know, age appropriately sure. in front of, you know, little ones or, you know, maturing children or teenagers or whatever. Um, but for you to, you know, even behind closed doors to pretend, you know, in front of your kids, we never um, debate about anything. We agree about absolutely everything. You know, it's the, you know, fake relationship front, you know, and then the kids go to bed and, you know, you guys actually despise each other, you know, and it's this big smoke and mirror show. Um, that's, that's not healthy either. You know, taking the social world, social media world out of it, um, you know, there's certain things that we can't shield our kids from, you know, having a healthy conversation and a healthy debate and, you know, letting your daughter see that they can speak their minds in a respectful way is, I feel like that's giving them a lot of tools to navigate their adulthood, you know, in their own relationships. Do I want my daughters to feel like, you know, I'll just cook a hot meal and, you know, smile all the time and everything he does is right and everything you do is, you know, for them. And it's, no, I, I we're trying to, you know, raise strong, dependent, independent, you know, women who can, you know, and a son that, you know, knows how to, how normal relationships work and arguing and disagreeing about things is normal. You know, no one gets out of this world without, you know, conflict. Um, but how to navigate through those, I think you're teaching your kids a lot more, um, I don't know, a lot, a lot more skill than to hide it, hide it from them. Yep. You know? I agree. I mean, one of the things that uh, I think our son was about 13 years old, I taught him the apologize fast um, <laughs> lesson. Like, look, man, you're going to do stupid things because you're a guy and we do stupid things. You know, just just apologize quickly. Minimize the minimize the impact on your life um, by by getting the apology out there. So uh, any any last things before we um, sign off for this week? No, I just hope that it, you know, through this, that listening that you guys have you know, learn something, take some little tidbit away from it. Um, you know, raise your sons and daughters to, to do the same to how to have a healthy relationship. And, and that doesn't always mean, you know, cupcakes and sprinkles. It's sometimes it's, it's the raw and the, you know, heartfelt things that we experience. It's the highs, the lows, the in-betweens, 
you know, that's what life is made of. And how do we navigate that healthily and respectful towards our spouses? Absolutely. And if you have any tips for um, the rest of us out there on how to fight fair and, and how to have healthy relationships through conflict, please get a hold of us on joealtieri.com. There's a contact form. We would love to hear from you. Also, if, this, if you think this is going to help anyone, please share it. Subscribe to the podcast. We, we love that our listener base is growing, that people are, are writing into us and, and helping us to curate the next um, topics on the Dare to Be Different podcast. So thank you so much for coming. Alicia, thanks for being my co-host today. Oh, sure. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week.